If you have your Bible today, we're in Exodus 20, verse 15. For you that are visiting, I've been doing a series on the Ten Commandments, and today uh, it's a real short one, Thou Shall Not Steal. So we're going to talk about that today. I know that you have never stolen anything in your whole life. But maybe your cousin has, and you need to know what to say to them. So uh, uh, we're going to come at it that way. This sermon is going to be in two parts. One part, first part, how do we steal? We're going to try and answer that question. And the second part answers the question, why should we be honest? Well, uh, how do we steal? Uh, It's amazing the number of ways in which people steal today. In the dictionary, there are 138 synonyms for stealing. Can you imagine that? Uh, It's amazing the number of ways that human beings think, now how can I get something that really doesn't belong to me? I want to deal with six of these ways that I think are relevant to us. Number one, we steal by deceiving customers. 3,000 years ago, this was a problem. In uh, Amos, uh, the eighth chapter, it says they skimp the measure, they boost the price, and they cheat with dishonest scales. Sounds uh, pretty contemporary, doesn't it? A little of that's going on uh, today. When a repairman makes unnecessary repairs, of course, that's stealing. And probably that's happened to a lot of us here this morning. When the salesman skips over the fine print that he knows or she knows we would be very interested in, uh, that's stealing. When you sell a car and don't tell the problems that it has, in a way, that's stealing. We are not to deceive the customers. Point number two, we steal by defrauding our employer. I'm not just talking about employee theft here, though that is rampant in America. Uh, It is the greatest uh, cost that merchandisers have is theft uh, by employees. Well, there are those times when we pad our expense account when we uh, take home partially used merchandise. I'm talking about when you waste time. Uh, The Bible says if you're wasting time at work, uh, you're stealing. Uh, If someone is paying uh, for your time and you come late to work and you leave early, you have a real long lunch and you have Three real good coffee breaks. Uh, You know, there's not much time left. God says that is stealing. In Colossians 3.23, we find whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Uh, We must give an honest day's work for a day's pay. Thirdly, we steal by delaying payments. Have you ever done that? Uh, Leviticus 19.23 says, Do not defraud your neighbor or rob him. Do not hold back the wages 
for a hired man overnight. It's saying if you have an employee, some suppliers, a friend that you owe money to, don't say the check is in the mail. Uh, Go ahead and pay them uh, what you owe them. I know uh, the business strategy that says I will bill all my customers immediately and I will pay my billers in 90 days or 160 days. That way I'll have their capital that I can use uh, for my accounts. Uh, You can call that uh, a lot of things, but really what it is is stealing. Uh, It is their money, and they have a right to make a profit on it. Uh, Don't do that. Number four, we steal by defrauding on loans. Psalms 37.21 says, The wicked shall borrow and never pay back. A lot of people never intend to pay back. Uh, That's real clear uh, from the start. Uh, One of the worst loans is that loan that's made to a friend or to a relative. Uh, We won't ask for hands, but if we uh, showed some hands, we would realize that we have uh, been hurt on that front. Inside all the books that I have in my library, I should have a verse of Scripture. Exodus 20, 15, Thou shalt not steal, because people borrow my books and sometimes they don't bring them back. Um, You know, sometimes we just forget Uh, We forget who loaned us the book and their name isn't in it. We don't know. Uh, Sometimes we forget, we misplace that which we have borrowed. If you discover that you have misplaced or forgotten, then it is our responsibility to return or replace uh, what we have borrowed. Let me ask you this morning, what is there in your garage that doesn't belong to you? Uh, Probably most of us have something there that uh, we borrowed from somebody. Number five, we steal by defrauding and deceiving the government. Romans 13, 6 says, The authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. I almost choke when I say that. (laughs) But it's in the Bible. Some of our government folk uh, are not uh, working all the time. Uh, Give everyone that you owe uh, what you owe If we owe taxes, we need to pay our taxes. Uh, Tax avoidance, of course, is a good stewardship. There's no reason why you need to overpay on your taxes. But tax evasion is illegal. It's stealing. God says it's stealing. And then the last one, number six, Uh, We steal by defrauding the Lord. Malachi 3.8 says, Will a man rob God? Uh, You rob me. Uh, How do we rob you, God? And the Lord answers by withholding uh, tithes and offering. Uh, You know, the Bible teaches uh, tithing is 10%. It says the first 10% of all that we earn, all that we make, uh, goes back to him in gratitude. Why is that? Because we owe him everything. We wouldn't have anything if it were not for our Lord. I have a pastor friend who was preaching a series of sermons like I am on the Ten Commandments, and all through the series, there was a man in the congregation that would come up afterwards and say, 
great sermon, just a great sermon. You really told them today. That was really good. You really told them today. Uh, he preached the sermon on thou shalt not murder. And the man came down and he said, boy, that was a good sermon. You really did a, a good job today. You really let them have it. Uh, then he preached on you shall not commit adultery. And the man came down and said, you know, there's a lot of people in here who needed to hear that. <laughs> and you really told them today. That was good. Real good. Real good. And then he preached on uh, thou shalt not steal. And he mentioned tithing. And the man came down and said, preacher, you didn't preach today. You meddled. <laughs> All right. Now, the second half of the message this morning is why should I be honest? Uh, well, first of all, I am being watched by God. You know, every day, every hour, every minute, every second, the Lord is watching us. We're never alone. Every once in a while, somebody will say, I'm so alone. And I always say to them, no, you're never alone. The Lord is with you every minute of every day. You're never alone. Now, I want to give you um, a sentence here out of this whole sermon. This is the best sentence. So I want you to hear this. This is, a, this is real good. No one will ever know of your honesty and sincerity unless you give out some samples. Uh, you know, we all need to hear that. I need to hear that. You need to hear that. That's really good. God is watching all the time. He's watching to see if we're giving out some samples of what he's talking about. The fact is, people steal because they think they can get away with it. That's why they steal. If you knew when you stole something that everybody in your family, everybody at your work, everybody in your neighborhood was going to find out what you stole, do you think you would still steal it? Uh, not, not likely. So Satan comes along and says, nobody is going to know. They're never going to find out. Besides, you owe it to yourself. Uh, that employer is ripping you off, uh, doing a terrible thing to you. You should be paid more. It's okay to take some supplies home. They're used. They've been on the demonstration floor, so they've been used. That's okay. It's okay to take that home and keep it. Nobody will ever know. Well, all of that is wrong. And the reason that it's wrong is because God watches every minute of every day in our lives. He knows. He is the one that we're going to have to answer to one day. And we want to have a good answer. Uh, Job uh, 34, 21 says, His eyes are on the ways of men. He sees their every step. There is no dark place, no deep shadow, where evildoers can hide. It says here that nothing escapes God's eye. He sees everything. I may fool other people. I may fool the government. I may fool the insurance people. But I am not ever fooling God. And he is the one, once again, that we report to. 
One day, we're going to stand before him and give an account of our actions. If you're a parent, a grandparent, a great-grandparent, you're here this morning, you know that you are not only being watched by God, but you are being watched by your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. Values are caught. They're not taught. What is my lifestyle communicating to my kids? Is there anything in my life that I would be real ashamed of if they knew? One of the greatest gifts that you can give your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren is a sense of integrity that is sorely missing in the lives of a lot of people today. You are being watched by God, and you are being watched by your children. You are also being watched by unbelievers. In Matthew 5, 16, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and praise your Father who is in heaven. There are people that you work with that might not like you. They might not like your personality, they might not like your faith, but hopefully they will respect your honesty and your integrity. Every time you live with integrity, you are giving a strong witness to the world. The first reason you should be honest, that you are being watched by other people, by your kids, And by God. The second reason I should be honest is because I will reap whatever I sow. Now, Galatians 6, 7 says, uh, Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You're going to get it back. Uh, If uh, a man plants corn, then uh, corn comes up. If you plant apples, then apples come up. You don't get peaches. Uh, Whatever you put in in life is exactly what you're going to get back. If you cheat other people, they're going to take note of that. And if they have an opportunity, they're going to get even with you. It's going to come back. God says that will happen. You can count on it. I will reap whatever I sow. On the other hand, it also can work to our advantage. If you are honest and you maintain integrity in all your decisions, God says that you will be blessed. Now, when God says that you're going to be blessed, you will really, really be blessed. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap it. Proverbs 15, 27 says, A greedy man will bring trouble To his family. We don't want that. God is saying it's not worth it. You are eventually going to be found out and disgraced and ashamed. Uh, If not here on earth, then certainly in heaven. Why take that risk? Why do we steal? Well, uh, what is it that motivates dishonesty? There are three things, I think, are the main things that uh, motivate dishonesty. Greed, 
laziness and pride. Those three things. Uh, Greed, uh, the Bible says, the love of money is the root of all evil. The, The motivating idea is that we can get something for nothing. That attitude is is almost irresistible. Uh, That's why people gamble. That's why people get sucked into scam operations. The reason God doesn't want us to get involved in gambling and get-rich-quick schemes is he doesn't want us to trust luck or fate. He wants us to trust him, to trust him. We we must trust him because he's the only one that eventually is going to be able to take care of us. We must trust him to do that. Incidentally, Las Vegas has the highest suicide rate of any city in America. Did you know that? Something bad must be happening there. Uh, Laziness. Now, if you can get something dishonestly, you don't have to work for it, you get a shortcut we always are looking for that we want a shortcut shortcut that's good well guess what the con men are looking for somebody uh, to scam and they're looking for someone who wants a shortcut those are the people they're looking for somebody that is looking for the quick fix the fast deal those are the people that you can scam easily And in pride, you see somehow in our sense of values, we we get a real thrill out of conning other people. For some people, it's really exciting. You know, am I going to get through this without getting caught? It's kind of exciting. You know, it it really kind of uh, magnifies the week. You know, this is the day. You know, am I going to get by with this? And some people, you know, it's really a a draw for them. Have you ever heard someone say, boy, I made a steal today? You know, they're proud of it. You know, they think, oh, boy, I really took advantage of somebody and I got uh, what they had. Maybe I got it free. Maybe I just outright stole it. Or maybe I got it for a lot less uh, than it was worth. Um, Somebody thinks when they get away with all that that they are superior intellectually they say you know i'm just smarter than all these people in reality it does not prove superior intellect it speaks of inferior character that's what it speaks of i have a coin collection uh, well, Cindy and I do. We inherit it from her, her parents. And I don't know anything about coins. I've never had a coin collection, but we have this coin collection. And I'm trying to think who I can get to come and tell me how much that's worth. You know, it's, uh, you have to be kind of careful on something like that. You know, there are some pennies that are worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars. There's some dimes that are worth thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. You know, you, and, and so you're a little bit afraid because of past experiences, you know, just exactly how you're going to, to maneuver those waters. Well, the third reason that we should be honest 
is that dishonesty damages my character. It shrinks our souls. Jesus said it like this. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, the whole world, and loses his own soul? The Bible says, the thief comes to steal and destroy. But I have come, the Lord says, that you might have life. I know the excuse. Pastor, you don't understand. You can't make it in today's marketplace unless you steal a little bit. You just can't make it. You got to steal. That's all there is to it. Well, you're dead wrong about that. The fact is, integrity pays. Because customers want to return again and again to the businessman that they can trust. When you have a reputation of not ripping people off, then you are respected by the people. And they become repeat customers. For your sake, maintain integrity. Don't let anybody buy your soul for a buck. God will reward my honesty in this life and in eternity. Proverbs 28.20 says, A faithful man will be richly blessed. God is telling us that honesty will be rewarded. And of course, we all want that. But he also said, if you're trying to get rich quick, if you're trying uh, uh, to get by with something, you're trying to scam something, then you're going to fall into a lot of problems. It would be interesting to see how many people in the sanctuary this morning uh, have lost a good bit of money on some get-rich-quick scheme. Uh, Cindy and I have a friend that uh, got into a pizza business with some people, and it went uh, under, and he lost everything, every dime. And so now his retirement has been moved uh, 20 years because he's got to make up Uh, what he lost. God has one word for the get-rich-quick schemes. Don't. Don't. Don't be foolish. Over in Proverbs, it says, again and again, it says you get rich by adding little by little, by making the proper investments. Your greatest rewards will not be here, but they'll be in eternity. We're being tested on earth. Uh, and how we do on the test will determine our reward in heaven. You, you might spend 60, 70, 80, 90 years here on earth, but you're going to spend millions and millions, hundreds of millions of years in eternity. And you'll be one of two places. Those who receive Christ, they'll be in heaven. When you get there, how do you know what kind of rewards and responsibilities you're going to get? Well, God is testing us right now. And that's what determines how it's going to be in glory. He is testing you through trials and problems. He is testing you through temptation. He is testing you through your money. The Bible says that God uses these things to test your life, to see what is really important to you. If I respond to those tests well, then in eternity I'm going to get greater rewards, greater responsibilities. If I flunk, on those tests, then I'm going to have fewer rewards and fewer responsibilities. Jesus said it like this in Luke 16, if you are dishonest with a little, 
then you will be dishonest with a lie. And he said, if you are unfaithful and cheat with worldly wealth, then God will not trust you with wealth in eternity. If I respond correctly by being honest with my money, with the reputation of others, God says there will be a great, that means humongous, uh, reward in heaven. Matthew 25, 21 says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and join your master's happiness. There are three steps to get started on the right road. We want to make restitution where possible. It gives you a clean feeling in your heart if you make restitution. Secondly, uh, I think you ought to listen to something that Tom Landry said a long time ago. Tom Landry was the great coach of the Dallas Cowboys for years. They won the Super Bowl, had great teams. But the thing that he did that even he said later on, the thing that he was able to do that was better than all of that was that he was able to help some guys learn how to live and learn how to die. Landry said uh, his job as a coach was to get men to do what they didn't want to do in order that they might be what they had always wanted to be. You know, that's our job as Christians. We're supposed to help some people be more than they thought they could be in the Lord Jesus. And then lastly, uh, make a living honestly. Ephesians 4.28 says, He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his hands, that he might have something to share with those in need. There is no one in this sanctuary this morning that has a chance of going to heaven because the Bible says that uh, nobody's going to go that's done anything wrong. So none of us are going to get to go unless we have a Savior, unless uh, we realize that Jesus paid the penalty for each of us on the cross. The only way that we get to go to heaven is on Jesus' ticket. That's the only way. You must put your trust in him. And that's what I want to recommend as strongly as I possibly can this morning. Put your trust in him. If you're here today and you've never done that, you've never put put your ultimate trust in the Lord, I want to ask you to do that today, to take a step, take a stand for Jesus. We're going to sing a hymn of invitation. We're going to invite you to come and say, I want Christ to be my Lord and Savior. I want him to be with me not only here in this life, but to be with me in glory. And he will if you ask him to come into your heart. If you'd like to join our church, the doors of the church are open today. We hope you'll come and join with us and serve with us as we try and be the arm of our Lord in the world today. Let's stand and sing. I'll be waiting down here at the front for you.